Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming horse market in China, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Jojo Wang from Shanghai and Hong Kong, introducing China to the world. Hello, Zoe. We just overcome two typhoons in a row within a week in Hong Kong. I spent almost a week staying indoor. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Coming into mid-autumn, China has many public holidays, and there are many upcoming competitions for us to keep an eyes on it. Zoe, have you heard about the FEI Awards? Yes, the FEI Awards has been hosting once a year since two thousand nine to recognize individuals and organizations that have made outstanding contributions to the development and prosperity of equestrian sports. Both inside and outside the arena, the awards include five categories: best athletes against all odds, best groom, racing start, and solidarity award. It has been exceptional this year, cause a Chinese local equestrian charity project has been shortlisted for the FEI Solidarity Awards, and I'm enthusiastic about sharing this excitement with our audience in our China News today. Each year, four nominations are shortlisted by the FEI in each of the five categories and presented to the public vote. The results of the public vote count for fifty percent, and the remaining fifty percent will be made up by the panel of judges. The winners will be from to a lifting and glamorous gala evening, where over three hundred fifty guests representing one hundred thirty-four national federations and stakeholders from all over the world will celebrate their achievement. In two thousand and nine, our Chinese Olympian Alex Huatian won the Rising Star Award when he was only eighteen years old of age. After nine years, in two thousand eighteen, the horsemanship charity program founded by Alex Huatian won the FEI Solidarity Award. In two thousand nineteen, Li Zhengqiang won the FEI Against All Odds Award. This year, we have the Equalist Charity. Pursuits of Dream projects from China shortlisted for the FEI Solidarity Awards. Pursuit of Dreams project was established in 2016. The objective of the project is to support underprivileged students to reach their equestrian dream while successfully completing their academic studies. Today, the charity has cooperated with several colleges and universities across China. And by 2021, over 1.6 million RMB was raised to support 114 students. So, where does the funding come from? Funds are raised through the generosity of club members, horse owners, and others through auctions, charity sales, and equestrian-related activities. Moreover. A proportion of the funds are used to reward outstanding workers in the equine industry, as well as related practitioners, to encourage them to play a valuable role in the industry. Many of the students in China are underprivileged. However, they believe in themselves and know that through hard work. They can evolve and improve. The Equalist Charity continues striving to help them in finding their place in the equestrian industry. The FEI vote in China was ended yesterday, but will continue in other countries. Every vote makes a difference. 
Please support the pursuit of dreams project from China. So Yi, there are over 2,000 equestrian clubs in China. I'm thinking which one should we introduce today? This one club in Fujian province named Yuehu Equestrian Club. They are expanding rapidly. Let's introduce them in today's China club section. Good idea. Yuehu Equestrian Club is invested by Xiangxing Group, was found in 1985 with more than 30 years of development. The company invests sectors today including luggage manufacturing, education and cultural, hotel services, urban construction, medical and health, mental industry, lining and textile, and international trading. The company today has over 38,000 employees with assets exceeded 500 billion RMB. The substantial financial background allowed the company to establish Yuhu Equestrian Club in 2018 and develop rapidly. They are aiming to build the highest standard equestrian club within the Fujian province. Yuehu Equestrian Club takes up the main body in the Yuehu Manor. The company aims to innovate agriculture ecology plus leisure sports as the development model. The equestrian club locates between beautiful scenery of woodland surrounded by mountains and lakes covering an area of 368 mu which is around 60 acres, but only 15 minutes drive from the city center and only 10 minutes drive from Fuqing train station. The facility includes one indoor arena, five outdoor arenas, a cross-country track, vet clinic and a ferrier room. With a trainer team of 16 staff and head coach from Taiwan, the club currently owns over 50 horses imported from all around the globe. In 2019, Yuehu Equestrian Club and Fujian Teachers University cooperated, aiming to train new bloods for the upcoming industry. With three years of operations, including two years within the COVID social restriction period, the club still earns its reputation within the China horse industry. They are aiming to operate competitions in the next step, and we wish them continuous success. Hey, Zoe. Today, we have invited a horse trainer from a New Zealand racing family. Yes, but with his own persistence and hard work, he builds up his own racing enterprise in Australia and he's racing to be one of the Australia's leading trainers. Let's listen to Bonjour Baker's China story. Hello, Bonjour. How are you? Very good. Thanks, Jojo. Thank you for having me on. Right. Can you tell us what's your business doing with China? So I am a horse trainer in Western Sydney at Warwick Farm, um, and I train about 98 horses at any time. And um, I have always, as much as anything, always followed Hong Kong racing closely. And um, I've got a number of clients and Hong Kong horses and Chinese owners that are in the stable so i have a lot to do um with china and eve i've been in australia now i'm originally from new zealand but i've been in sydney for 10 years and in that time i've had a, a lot of horses for rookie you in particular he supported me early days i've done a lot of pre-training for him um and of course he won the hong kong premiership uh two seasons ago great so how do you see china market needed in the future development 
Yeah, well, it's a big part of my business um, and always, uh, well, since I've been in Australia, it always has been. And, and my father trains in New Zealand and he's had a great career and he's done a lot of business with China too over the years. Of course, he had uh, Mongolian Khan that won the Caulfield Cup. So hopefully he'll do a good job as a stallion. Um, but as well as that, we sell a lot of horses to to China and of course, the racing in Hong Kong is very strong, as we know. So I think China's only going to continue to get stronger. As uh, we all know, the love of the horse is very, very strong in China. And uh, I think the people love horse racing just like I do. And uh, a lot of Australasians do as well. You said that your father and yourself have been doing business with China. I wonder what's the family recipe to do business with China. How you guys develop business with China over time? Uh, what's the secret? I guess it's good business. Of course, um, Hong Kong is always after the best best horses and the best racehorses. That's why the racing is probably as strong as anywhere in the world. And um, my father and myself, we love selling horses and we love trading. We enjoy that side of it. And it's a big part of our business. So in terms of the Chinese clients, I, I try to keep it realistic. And I, I think uh, we don't put too many high expectations on our horses and, and get them to do the talking. And um, honesty, transparency, and as much as anything, communication are crucial to building good relationships and and uh, and hopefully having a long-term relationship. Trust on both sides is very important. What do you think Australia can provide to uh, raising population in China and horse owners? What do you think is the strongest suit for Australia facing Chinese buyers? Well, I think I think Australian and uh, I better say New Zealand because otherwise I'll, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Um, with my family and friends. But one of the great things about Australian racing is the general population love racing. Um, there's a real interest in horses. And, and as we come into the spring carnival, races like the Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, the Everest, the Golden Eagle, they have immense um, public appeal. And a lot of the population follows horse racing. And I think because of that, the stake money is very, very high. I think in, in terms of the world, Australia is right up there in terms of the average purse and average prize money for a race. And f- by having great prize money, the breeding becomes very strong. And because the breeding is strong, the quality of horse racing and the quality of trainers and jockeys is exceptionally high. In Sydney here, the the quality of racing week to week is is probably as strong as anywhere in the world. And I think that's why there's a great demand from China. They like the Australasian horses. The Australasian horses are tough. They're fast. They uh, are adaptable. And I think when you look through the Australasian horses and records in, in China, Hong Kong is exceptional. So... Um, racing is going really, really well in Australia at the moment, and, and I'm very lucky to be involved. And I think it, it uh, has immense appeal for, for the people in China. They're on, uh, of course, a similar time frame. So to watch races from China and Australia is very easy. Um, the communication that we can give now as a trainer, I can give real-time live updates, whether it be on WhatsApp, WeChat, um, email and phone so it's very easy and I think um, 
Australia is a is a is an obvious target for um Chinese owners to come and, and Chinese investment and um it's a big part of Australasian racing now and the world as a whole, especially in racing, is getting smaller and smaller. Uh two nights ago I bought a yearling in England and a week ago I bought a yearling in Ireland. So I think everybody is sort of coming together and the world's getting smaller. I've been to Hong Kong numerous times and I went to race meeting at Ho Hot. Um, but I've watched a, a little bit of Chinese racing, particularly this season. I think every year the Chinese horse racing looks to be getting stronger and stronger and the quality of horses are getting better. Being to Ho Hot and Mr. Arn Stable and, and really enjoyed it. It was only a, a short time. I was up there for three days and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought some of the horsemanship was exceptional. Uh, some Mongolian riders and the skills and ability was exceptional. I really enjoyed that. And then a lot of the racing on dirt. And I thought it was a, a good quality. Um, some of the riding and the day as a whole, I really enjoyed it. And um, the people were very passionate about it. You can see they really enjoy it and they want to be involved. And no, it was great to be there. Uh, people were very friendly and accommodating. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back, of course, once the borders open up, both to, well, up into China. I would, uh, can't wait to get up there. Great. And I know uh, you guys have had a big part of it, but the education and the riding standard seems to be improving year on year. And uh, I think with the people's passion, um, it's only going to keep getting stronger. And I think as we go forward, there'll be a lot more um, business and trade and relationships built between Australia and uh, China. Australia is one of the strongest racing countries in the world which has a lot of connection with China. I hope the border will open soon. Yes, I agree. Jojo, I'm handing to this. Let's work up here for today. Right. I wish you a great week ahead. Bye. Bye. This podcast is co-hosting by Zoe King and Jojo Wang, powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equine community in China. In addition to this weekly podcast, we launch a monthly webinar called China Horse Business Life. The objective is to connect international stakeholders with Chinese decision makers. Four to five speakers will introduce their activity, products, surveys, and any other topics related to the equine industry within 10 minutes in English. This webinar is open to all Chinese audience, especially targeting equestrian clubs owner, professionals, riders, officials, and suppliers. This is a perfect opportunity for you to introduce your brand, products, and services to real Chinese audience and interact with them. You may find your partner, distributor, or clients in these webinars. If you are interested in making a speech in the webinar, please subscribe to our annual package, Business Pass, which will allow you to speak once per semester in the webinar along with many other premium benefits. A lower cost annual package, Connect Plus, is also available with some useful benefits. Please check them out on our website, www.wonder-horse.com slash podcast and in the show note of this podcast. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any podcast channel by searching the name of our program, China Horse Business. 
We are also looking forward to meeting you in China Horse Business Live, a monthly webinar connecting international stakeholders with Chinese decision makers. Please feel free to leave us comments and recommend our program to your friends and colleagues. Spare the world and stay tuned.